Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We've got a fun trip report for you today. Who needs a virtual trip to Walt Disney World? This guy right here. We're going to take you there right now. Listener Daniel joins us from out in the wonderful state of Delaware. Here it's the first state. And we're going to talk about his trip down to Walt Disney World with his family, his sister, and his parents, and how they split up sometimes because Daniel and his mom are the uber Disney fans, sister and dad, maybe not so much, but they're going to have some fun as well. They use Genie Plus for some of the days in the theme parks and not uh, some of the other days they skipped it and they park hopped every day. They would start in uh, one park one uh, morning and then take a nice afternoon break, go back to another park in the evening. We talk about the fine Fantasmic Dining Package, a great meal at Brown Derby, Sanaa. Uh, caring for giants tour just all overall for theme parks staying at the boardwalk villas coronado springs doing a split stay lots of great tips in today's show and again it's a virtual trip to walt disney world so get ready for a fun trip report today's show always brought to you by the magic for less travel check them out for your next disney adventure the agents are standing by right now to help you plan a trip for no additional cost to you and get you the best price possible they're standing by right now over at themagicforless.com Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It supports everything we do throughout the year. It's one extra click. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. You can support us starting at just $5 a month for all these podcasts. And you'll get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,352 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and of course, one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're having a great week already. And thanks to everybody who was a part of the great weekend down at Give Kids the World this past weekend. Of course, we're recording this show before we hop out of town. We record these podcasts on Wednesday evenings for the following Monday. So I'm, at the time of recording, scrambling to make sure I have all the proper cables and uh, connections and microphones and headphones for everybody for the big broadcast from Give Kids the World, but I'm hoping everything went well. Most importantly, everybody had a good time and that we raised a boatload of money for the families down at Give Kids the World so that they can, so we can all get together as a podcast family and hopefully ease some of that pain that these families are going through. So thank you so very much to everybody who donated, who were part of the auctions, who donated items who volunteered their time on Friday. I cannot thank you enough for just thinking of the families down at Give Kids the World. And thanks to Give Kids the World for opening their doors and allowing us to help them with their mission. It was a, a great thing. So we're excited to be partnered with them. And uh, we'll have more details as this week unfolds because Wednesday and Friday we'll be able to talk about the weekend. But right now we are going to talk about a great trip report. We're headed out to the wonderful state of Delaware. Shout out Jeanette, one of our great agents over at the Magic for Less. She's in this state as well. We're talking to listener Daniel today. Daniel, what's going on? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How's it going? It's going well. So uh, heat wave as we're recording out on out, out that way, right? Uh, the, it's back to school, but uh, Mother Nature didn't get the message. 
Oh no, very hot. So you guys gonna just to cool down? Yeah, you guys, you guys gonna make it because I, I know a lot of places out on the you know that 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 way are not equipped for like super hot you know weather. I think, right? I mean, I think we've been doing good so far. Uh, not a lot of outside time though. That's good. All right, so before we jump into the trip report, which we're going to go back to January, which is kind of nice because we can kind of think about cooler times, even though Walt Disney World is still pretty warm all the time. What's your backstory with your Disney fandom? Because you were mentioning you've been listening to the podcast for quite a while and you're on the younger side. So uh, it kind of made me feel super old at the, before we hit the record button, but I'll let that go. But um, I, what gets you listening to Disney podcasts? How did it all start for you? Yeah, so my first trip was back in December, like over Christmas of 2012, and I, I got immediately bit by the bug. Um, and then I didn't take another trip. We we started to take trips those like every t two, three years, and then pretty recently, uh, me and my mom have started to go a little bit more recently. So like, I mean, last year was a busy year for us. Uh, we went twice. Um, yeah, I listen to podcasts all the time, yours, um, other podcasts, stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. So those past trips, though, that you kind of fell in love with going to Walt Disney World, is there a memory or two that sticks out, like a favorite resort, a favorite experience that you had growing up that just still sticks with you? Um, honestly, I think the trip planning part is really what got me into it. Um, sitting at the kitchen table with my mom, putting all these plans together trying to put the best vacation for my family together. I like it. So what kind of resources do you use? Because that, same, that's kind of how I fell in love with Walt Disney World because there's, it's almost like a mini job. Well, I've made it a career at this point, but you know, before I did this, when I was a teacher, it was that aspect that you would, you would have websites, you would have, you know, podcasts to listen to, you would have books. I'm, I'm so old again, books from the library. Um, you know, back then, you know, uh, V bulletin message boards, you know, before social media was uh, prominent. So what kind of resources did you kind of pull together at the kitchen table to, uh, to put together trips? Yeah. So when we first started, uh, like I've heard you say the burn bombs got a mm -hmm. lot. Um, I've gotten, a, we've had a few of those, but, uh, we use touring plans a lot, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, as a younger person, I guess social media is something that is, pretty prevalent in my life. So stay up to date with all those blogs there. Um, pay attention to the news, opinion articles, stuff like that. And I mean, now we just go against our own like experience and we're able to kind of think about what we've done in the past and what we want to do again. Cool. So you're pretty connected. Let me ask you just something right off the top and then we'll jump into the trip. What, what do you think right now Disney's doing well and what do you think Disney could do better when it comes to the theme parks? When we're talking specifically theme parks, like what do you like as far as their trajectory and what do you wish that they would do slightly better? Yeah, so um, I know this might be a little controversial, That's but fine. I do like the IP. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that it brings a lot of people into the parks and that it keeps growing. Um, but on the other hand, I do like the park-specific things like... Um, like Carousel of Progress, all the old stuff like that. Um, I do wish that we kind of had some of those pre-COVID like resort benefits. Like, you know, we have the early entry, but uh, I, and we use that a lot. But um, the early like early morning, ma early magic hours and extended or the 
yeah, yeah, the extra magic hours that extra, we had. Ma- extra yeah, magic yeah. hours in the evening. Uh, we really like those. Um, I wish that all the resorts had that, but um, yeah, stuff like that would be nice for all the resort guests. I think that's spot on. You know, things like Magical Express that was a huge yeah. perk for for being on site. You know, uh, the, and, and you're exactly right with the extra magic hours. It it might only be one park on Tuesday, but it was nice to be able to stay at the Magic Kingdom two. You know, originally it was three hours after yeah. park closing if you're a resort and guest. A lot of, like, I know me and my family, we would almost like kind of plan our our trip around getting to those extra magic hours and specifically go to the magic kingdom for that specific night because it had those extra hours in the evening right and what it did too i mean you know we're kind of reminiscing here at this point but what we would do because we were always traveling in the summer with my wife and i being a teacher is it made the vacation a lot less stressful because we figured well we don't have to be in the park when it's hot over the summer we can get to the park at we can even go as late as, you know, we would go in the morning and then take a midday break, but we wouldn't even go back to the park till say like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, because we might still be in the magic kingdom at two or three o'clock in the morning and then to sleep in the next day a little bit. It was, it was really a different way to, to kind of think about it. And the thing was you were not paying extra for an after hours event, you know, which comes yeah. cost prohibitive when you have a family sometimes. And you didn't have to stay at the Lux Resort. Yeah, exactly. Cause we were always a, pop century <laughs> that's exactly where we were every time all right well good thoughts i like that I'll, that's 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 very interesting stuff so let's talk about your trip we're going to talk about this trip you took in january so how did this trip come together yeah so um like i said me and my mom were are kind of the big ones in the family who were into these trips and uh we had done two trips prior that two of us were down there and we were kind of like yeah we love being down here, just the two of us, because we're able to do what we want to do. But we also kind of are missing our, our our family a little bit and want them to be down here and share it with them, too. So with me and my sister both being in college, uh, we kind of have to plan around like summer and winter break. Uh, and our summer breaks are kind of busy. So we decided that the week after the marathon was going to work out for best of us, because her summer, her her winter break goes longer, and mine doesn't. So that week right there was kind of the sweet spot for us. You know, when I saw these dates, were these at the beginning? So Sunday, January eighth, when you got there, that is marathon Sunday, yep, that was right? The marathon. Okay, I was gonna say, I, was gonna say I, I was running it, but I was like, that looks awful close to marathon Sunday, and uh, yeah, yep. I was gonna say, yeah, okay. So, do you have any trouble with transportation getting in? Actually, we did. So right before we left, I looked at my mom's like, you know, that's Marathon Sunday. And um, I don't know if the Sunshine Flyer is going to really take that into account. So we were staying at Coronado. And like I said, we took the Sunshine Flyer. Um, We stopped at a few other resorts beforehand. And Coronado was the last one on the list. Uh, And I was right. They didn't take into account the road closer. So we kind of drove around property for like 30 minutes right because coronado because like we ran right in front of yeah. coronado i mean the yeah we saw you guys going the, over the yeah. bridge and, and that's late like that. <laughs> yeah that's late in the race that's like mile 20 yep. or something yeah <laughs> so that was kind of annoying but at the same time we were still waiting for our room notification and we got it while we were sitting on the, the sunshine flyer at like 11 30 or something like that so it was kind of a blessing in disguise that we weren't kind of like 
homeless for a few minutes. I hear you. I'm actually checking into Coronado tomorrow, so I'm hoping I'm not homeless at Coronado too, as we're recording. And uh, if you're listening on Monday, I'm I'm back home, hopefully uh, back in St. Louis. Uh, Okay, so we'll make sure we cover all this. Um, So you got you got Coronado. Let's give us a quick review of Coronado. What did you think as far as staying there for folks that might be staying there soon? So in that in a past trip we were there, and I personally fell in love with the resort. Uh, we went to the Dahlia Lounge on top of Coronado, and I love the view and stuff like that. And uh, this kind of we extended our trip a day in front to that marathon Sunday because I really wanted to stay at Coronado. Uh, we stayed in the tower on a water view. Um, we could see Expedition Everest from our room. Um, we were all kind of tired when we got there, but. My sister went out and did the running loop around mm-hmm. the resort. She really liked that. Um, and me and my parents went down to the the little market area and got some Mickey ice cream bars. It was really nice. Um, we were only there for a day, but I would definitely consider staying there time and time again. It's yeah, really fun. I love that place. I just yeah, it, it's it's got to me. It's it's probably the highest value. Of course, it's a moderate, but like for for what you get for the dollars you pay, Coronado's yeah. hard to beat. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's more expensive just than the, the values, f- but you get a you get a better experience. Yeah. Just the feel of the resort now that they added the tower is just so impressive. Okay, so you guys looks like you went over to Sanaa that night. Um, took an Uber, smart. <laughs> uh, quick review of Sanaa. Yeah, so we really wanted to do Sanaa because my dad loves the animals there. Um, we were lucky enough that we got to sit right on the savannah there. Uh, it was it was kind of starting to be sunset time, so that was perfect. We got up animals. Um, the food was great. Um, I don't remember exactly what we got, but we got the bread service, of course. Uh, other than that, yeah, it was a great experience. Love Sanaa. I don't know if we need to do it every time, but it was something that we really enjoyed. I think that's a great thing to throw in there. These these restaurants, you got to kind of, you know, not try to hit the same ones every trip, especially for somebody that goes down, you know, annually or, you know, a couple times a year that you want to make sure you get around to everything. So even if it is a favorite, you got to you got to leave it on the table here, you know, for every 3 years or something because there's so many great restaurants at Walt Disney. And I got yeah. I'm telling myself that because I have my favorites and I tend to always want to go back and that what that does it restricts me from going to new places. That's a good call. That's yeah. good advice. Okay, so the next full day, so you're there. Um, it's Monday, and the, probably medals everywhere. By like me with my dopey medals, trying to get my pictures real quick. Clang, clang, clang everywhere. Probably driving everybody like you crazy. Um, but you guys, I like this idea though. You split up as a family. Some folks slept in. Some folks rope dropped for early park entry. You did buy Genie Plus for this day, so it looks like you headed over to uh, Magic Kingdom. Yep. Is that right? Okay. So give us some highlights. Yeah. Uh, me and my mom, we're the really park heavy people. We're the really Disney World heavy people, to be honest. Um, so we're first day. It's like, we got to we gotta be there. So we woke up, got there for early park entry. Um, we rope dropped the Fantasyland area. A lot of people go to Seven Dwarfs. Uh, it's not one of our like marquee attractions. We don't need to ride it every time. We don't ride it every time. Uh, so we we went over to Peter Pan. We did that, uh, and then we walked over to Small World, and then we were kind of like we don't want to do everything without other party members. So we kind of just walked around the open spaces, took in the ambiance of the lands. Um, 
And then we got our waffles and saw all the people taking their park medals in the morning. That's great. You know, the fact that you didn't have to be because I and I mean, I'm guilty of that, too. Right. When you're there early and you're trying to you're trying to maximize the, those 30 minutes, you're like, I got to make sure I get the most and I'm ahead of everybody. But you guys, I'd be jealous. You're taking it in. You're just like soaking it in. I mean, nobody soaks it in those first like 30 minutes. It's a mad it's dash. Hard. <laughs> That's crazy. I love it, though. So you got the Nutella waffle. I mean, God, you're yep. living you're living life the right way that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know if I have the, the discipline the to do that. Marathoners like, and dopey runners taking their pictures right there in front of the castle and everything it was pretty fun to see. Yeah, I, I think I didn't. I, I think I did mine at Epcot this time. I don't know. I don't. I, think, I don't think I came back to Magic Kingdom. I can't remember. I've done so many of them at this point. I can't remember where I got my pictures this past day. Anyway, uh, okay. So um, it looks like everybody came back. To get, I love that you put this in the notes. You you suffered for the family, the Starbucks line. Because it pays off because in the yep. end, everybody's happy. I don't drink coffee. Yeah. I don't go to Starbucks ever, but my daughters do. And I've been there, man. I've been in that Magic Kingdom Starbucks. Oof. But oof. yeah, yeah so a, you, you paid the price. It's insane. It is. <laughs> it's rough. So it's all right, though. It got it got the got my sister through the morning. Uh, she was really just needed that Starbucks. And we waited there. It was good. We were there for them. We don't we don't need to be going crazy. Like we said, we had Genie Plus, so we weren't really worried about time. So we stayed in that Starbucks line, made her happy, and in turn, it made all the rest of us happy. Okay, real quick, the rest of the day, GD, you had Genie Plus. Did you find you got the value out of it? Did it get you... Do you, do you think it gave you a huge advantage over not having it? Because you, you, you had some days where you didn't have it later in the, in the week. I mean compare the two yeah i think generally we do get genie plus now um especially when it's just the two of us uh we find that like we do have to be conscious about it not running our day but we like to have those things where we can just take our time go from attraction to attraction and enjoy it like that but yeah i think generally we do feel like we get our money's worth out of it um especially at magic kingdom cool Okay, so here's another thing that I think I'd, I'd like to have you speak to because you know exactly what's going on. You're good at this. You guys had to make your resort change for folks that do split split stays. You changed your resort from Coronado over to the Boardwalk Villas on this day. And then you were going to go to Epcot that evening. You're, so you're changing parks too. So talk to us about the logistics of the split. You know, you're, you're changing, you're getting your stuff from Coronado over to Boardwalk Villas, plus you're going to end up going to a park that evening. How was that logistically? How did it, was it smooth? Were there any hiccups, advice? Yeah, so because we had our two party members at Coronado in the morning, we had them talk to the bell services and drop our bags off and stuff like that. But we were done at Magic Kingdom a little earlier than we expected, and... Uh, we got over to Boardwalk, got our room together and stuff like that, but our bags weren't there. And my sister being an 18-year-old girl, she really wanted to change and stuff like that. Yep. So um, she convinced my mom to drive over to Coronado with her and get an Uber over to Coronado and pick our bags up there her, themselves. In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, everybody thinks that Everything is so spread out over there, but in reality, it was like a five minute Uber across the street. 
So they got their bags there, got them over to boardwalk, took a little bit of a breather. Um, we were in a one bedroom villa, so we were able to spread out, take our time, get prepared for the evening and uh, head over to Epcot in the evening because we were able to just walk over there. And I always say for folks that are thinking about doing the split, if you have a rental car or if you can take an Uber or a Lyft or some kind of transportation, it is best to have your own bags moved. Like if you can take control of your own luggage and bring it from one to the other, that's the best because you're always going to have it and you're going to be able to have it immediately. Disney will move it for you. And I've had them move it for me many times because like I'll fly and I decide not to take an Uber when I switch, switch hotels and it's fine. But there was one time we switched from Pop Century to Beach Club over a marathon weekend and my sneakers were in, of course, the bag that was in transit and they didn't show the bag didn't show up for like eight hours. And I wanted to go to bed because I was running the next morning, had to be up at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, it was getting to be like seven, eight o'clock at night and hadn't shown up. So it was just one of those things. If I would have just taken an Uber with my bag, you know, I was trying to save 15 bucks. So that's a good piece of advice to think, yeah, well, maybe I could just take an Uber over, throw my bags in the trunk and then you're just done with it. You know, it's like you don't have that mental tax for the next six hours. Like when my bag, when's my bag going to get here? When's my, you know, did it get lost? You, you just lose that because you don't want stress on vacation, but I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. So that evening in Epcot, you guys looks like you switched it up last minute, went over to Coral Reef. We never talk about Coral Reef. And I hope you had a good experience, but I don't know because I like it because it feels like 1980s still Epcot. Uh, what would you guys think? Yeah, so we originally planned on eating in San Angel Inn, um, but my sister really wanted to eat at Coral Reef. So on the Sunshine Flyer um, that day before, we switched it up. We didn't tell her beforehand because we wanted a surprise her. But, I mean, my mom was hoping that it was a hidden gem. Uh, neither of us really felt it that way. We felt it was fine. The food was adequate. Um, the, the aquarium aspect is pretty cool, but I, I don't think that we really need to do it again. Yep. I'm not saying that we won't, but it's not something that we really are really looking for every time that 60 day window opens. That's what we hear. It's kind of, it's kind of average. Let's <laughs> got yeah. like that retro nostalgia. Like if you need a nostalgia hit, it's there, you know, it's got the aquarium. That's super cool. But it's, you know, other than that, if you, what you could be on the nostalgia and the coolness of the aquarium, it's a, it's a restaurant. Yeah. I, yeah. I keep hearing that. <laughs> you said exactly what I, what I hear from everybody. That's funny. Now you mentioned you guys did get a guardians group and I'm really interested in this three out of the four enjoyed it. <laughs> so that means 25% didn't. Uh, so tell us about your experience over there. Yeah. So since we were there for the extra evening hour or the deluxe evening hours, um, we were able to get that six o'clock boarding group for guardians. Um, me and my mom had already been on it before and we love it. We love it so much. It's so fun. Um, and my sister's like a, she's a thrill ride person. So she enjoyed it. My dad is not so much of a thrill ride person. And my mom kind of, kind of fed the truth a little bit to him by telling him <laughs> it's a kind of a roller coaster, kind of not a roller coaster. It's um, definitely a roller coaster. Yeah, it is. But um, he didn't love it at all. But we got the most fantastic on-ride photo of all time. <laughs> oh, your poor dad. Oh, that's what dads do, though. That's pretty good. So what would you think of the deluxe evening hours, though, since you guys were obviously over boardwalk and you qualified? Was it, I mean, was this something? Because you, you mentioned the, uh, you know, extra magic hours, or, you know, from pre-COVID, 
What did you how, compare the two? What did you think of this? Yeah, I love that it gives you the ability to go on some rides that you don't have to wait for as much. Like uh, we did the two main attractions over there. We did Guardians and we did Remy's. But apart from that, it just kind of feels like the park is kind of like shut down. Um, not a lot of the other opportunities are open. Some of the ambiance just feels a little dull. But if you're there for if it's not something that you do all the time, it's a really cool way to do a lot of attractions and see a lot of things that you don't see all the time. That's a good point because I I, I feel what you're saying here is that you can it, it's a practical experience with these yeah. with with this you know deluxe evening extra hours. But I think, and I'm just trying to get in your head a little from what I'm hearing here, is that you enjoy the atmosphere just as much as the getting on the attractions. And if it feels kind of like a dead park, it doesn't have the same like feel as those extra magic yep. hours back in the day because the extra magic hours in the eve, you know, back in 2017, the park was still alive at 1:30 in the morning. You know, everything yep. was still alive. You get food. You know, just about everything was still open. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, didn't think about it. I love that because I love hearing all these different perspectives. That's why I love having these Monday shows. Okay, so the next day, you guys kick it off. No Genie Plus on this day, but you guys did Caring for Giants. So give us a little review of this tour over at Animal yeah, Kingdom. It was super cool. Um, so you go in, you go to the park, you get in, you go straight back to Kilimanjaro Safaris, and there's that little check-in desk there. You check in, you sign like a waiver or whatever, they give you a name tag. Then you wait around for maybe 15, 20 minutes and they take you back in behind stage. Um, they get you into a van. They take you back behind the Savannah, like into into the like elephant care area. And um, you get to talk about like the care of the elephants. And then you walk up to like where the elephants kind of are on the Savannah. And you're able to get a really close encounter with them. Obviously, they're not like ensuring that the elephants are going to be right up next to you because they, they can't do that. That's yeah, not right. what Disney does. But yeah, they have a lot of great stories about the elephants. And this was still in the time of kind of like the magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, like high on Disney+. Mm -hmm. Plus. So they were telling us a lot of stories about the making of the show and a lot of the elephants that were like featured on the episodes. It was really cool. So you got to see the stars. On, yep. on Disney Plus. That's super cool. Yeah, I need to. Everybody talks about that one. I got to do that because I, I really like elephants. I mean, besides the fact that I like Alabama football and that's kind of their mascot. But uh, yeah, I got to give it a shot. So you guys got to do Everest and did one of the trails, Gorilla Trails, and you took a break. Studios that night with Fantasmic Dining Package at Brown Derby. Now, Kevin, my buddy who listens out in Ohio, He's been on me. I've never been to Brown Derby. It's one of the restaurants at Walt Disney World I've never given a shot to. Sh gotta go. Gotta go. I love okay. The Brown Derby. Okay. So I love the Brown Derby so I, much. I just see everybody says that, but to me, it's a signature restaurant. It just doesn't have a hook. Like it's not a character meal. It doesn't have like an aquarium. It doesn't have, I don't know. You know, it just seems like it doesn't have like the hook. But it's, the hook is that you're a star. Okay. You're, this, you're okay. That, okay. Okay. So okay. Good. And the the foods. So did you get the cob salad and the grapefruit cake? And I mean, did you go the standard route there or what? Um, I don't remember exactly what I had to eat, but I know that we have had the cob salad there in the past. Uh, we did get the grapefruit cake. Yeah, it's just I love the brown de brown derby. It's one of my favorite dining experiences on property. I really love it there. All right. Well, okay. So I got Daniel and Kevin 
gotta give it a shot. Probably not this trip because I'm back and I only had one day in the parks, but uh, but January I'll be because I run the dopey just to eat, so this sounds like a plan. Uh, you got to meet Mickey and Minnie uh, this evening over at the Red Carpet of Dreams, which was the meet and greet area. So was that was that uh, smoothly run, or how was that? Yeah. So one thing we didn't really expect going into this trip was my sister being so into the um, character meet and greets as she was which kind of threw a wrench in the plan. But at the same time, we were there for them. We loved seeing their her reaction, going up and meeting the characters. Um, yeah, we got in, met Minnie and Mickey, and then rolled on over to Fantasmic. It was pretty smooth. I love this evening, though, because it looks like it was just really, you went over there to have dinner and see Fantasmic. I mean, you met Mickey yeah. and Minnie, but I mean, chill dinner or chill evening, which I love because you don't get that much at Walt Disney World. Now, let me. you mentioned here that you bought your first popcorn bucket. I resisted popcorn buckets forever. Scott was buying them all the time. He had so many. And I'm like, why do you buy those things? And then I bought one at Christmas because it was like a, I, I, I like those porcelain Christmas trees that are from like the seventies. My grandma had one, you know, those like glass kind of porcelain looking ones with the little Peggy lights that light up. And then Disney made one of those probably about five years ago. that looked like a popcorn bucket. And so I said, I got to get that popcorn bucket. That was my first. Now they're all over behind me. Like, I can't, I'm telling you, you buy one, you'll start, because I got the Mr. Toad, I got the balloon, I got, I got, I don't know, I got a few now, which is scary, because I don't need them. But you bought your first one, and I guess you bought it at Fantasmic. Was, what did it look like? I can't. It was the 50th anniversary popcorn bucket with all the iridescent Mickey, Minnie, stuff like that on it. Nice. So you're going to, do you feel the need, like when they show the new ones, like the, you see them on social media, do you have to have another one? I sometimes do. My mom sometimes feels different, but I do think (laughs) that if I'm up at a popcorn stand and I see one that I really need, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a slippery slope. So now I can't remember, was this the update of Fantasmic in January? I think it was right with the the new update. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Uh, So the f- we've seen fin- this was our third time seeing Fantasmic, our second time really seeing Fantasmic. So back on my first trip, we saw Fantasmic, and that was back in 2012. I was I don't really remember it, but I love Fantasmic. It's such a fun show. It's a great way to end the night over at the studios. Um, the bum rush out of Fantasmic isn't oh, my favorite part, the but the show might, is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Getting out of Fantasmic might be one of the worst things at Walt Disney World. Plus, you know, everybody's heading for transportation. Like, that's the, like, you have all those people and you're just like, because like, I'm usually at Pop Century. I'm like, in my head, 90% of these people are going back to Pop Century. The only good news is from there, it's the Skyliner, which at least it isn't a bus like back in the day. <laughs> so we were able to take the boat or walk back, so it wasn't that yeah. bad. But See, getting yeah. out of there with yeah. everybody and yeah. their seven generations of family there with them, it was all insane. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, but being at the villas, you're right. You could just like whoop right around the lake right there on the path and in that side door. Yeah, totally. Yep. You, you guys were, I forgot about that. You were living. I mean, Fantasmic was basically just right across the water from where you were staying. Oh, man. If you yeah, just, we could see the yeah. fireworks at the end every night, too. <laughs> you guys, do you guys, I, stupid question, but do you guys use the, um, the laundry in your one bedroom? You guys do any laundry while you're yep. there? Yeah, I was gonna yep. say everybody I does. Love doing, <laughs> I need to do the laundry when we get when we do a Disney trip. Uh it's just it, I feel like it takes such a big burden off of people, me especially. Like, oh, it's fantastic. 
I always have to ask. And the answer is always yes. Like people always, and it's the funniest thing. Cause if you go up to somebody on the street and be like, do you think somebody at Walt Disney world on their vacation does their laundry during their trip? They'd be like, heck no, nobody does their laundry. And I'm telling you what, people that are in DVC units with a one bedroom or higher, they do <laughs> every time. Okay. That's funny. So the next day now you went right back to the studios, but this looks like, okay, now we're here for business. Last night we were just messing around. We're there for dinner and a show today. We're knocking it out. So you had genie plus getting ready. So it looks like some things worked in your favor. Some things didn't. So tell us about some of the highlights on this day. Wednesday. Yeah. So as you hear on a lot of these shows, you get there in the morning and rock and roller coaster and tower of terror down. Yeah. Uh, those are the two things my sister was dying to do. That didn't go over so well in the morning with her, but uh, it's okay. We were able to calm each other down. Uh, we had, we rope dropped Mickey and Minnie's. We got through the pre-show. We were in the line to get in the ride vehicle and the attraction broke down. Uh, luckily, we, they, Disney gives you the anywhere, anytime uh, lightning lane. So later in the day, we just use it for Mickey and Minnie's and everybody in the party loves Mickey and Minnie's. It's such a fun ride. Um, yeah, and we had a, um, a slinky dog stacked for later in the afternoon. So we were able to do that before we were able to lift the park. So how did you save that morning though? Because I know you said you decompressed with a lunch at baseline later, but you were going to go for tower. You were going to go for rock and roller coaster. You had this bad experience with Mickey and Minnie. So you spent a lot of time kind of logistically trying to work through all these frustrations. How did you, how did you end up using that morning? Because, you know, obviously time was wasted. What, what did you end up doing to kind of make it come back? Um, I mean, I I think that we were able to just walk around the park and enjoy the park for what it is. Uh, Hollywood Studios has great background loops. It's got great ambiance. Yep. It's got great themed areas. Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land, the Muppets Square. I love the Muppets. And you guys were over at Baseline. You guys had, like good good lunch there, kind of light lunch. Yep, we were able. We got the charcuterie board, oh, uh, the pretzel. I'd hit the bell. <laughs> um, my parents got the beer flight. Uh, nice. We sat there for a little while. We were able to get a nice table outside too. So we were able to just watch the world go by and show out after what was kind of a stressful morning. Cool. And then you're going to hop later on this evening over to the Magic Kingdom. So you kicked it off when you switched over to Steakhouse 71 for dinner. Love this yep. place. Good for you guys. Yep. Uh, me and my mom had gone there before and we knew my dad would really enjoy it. Uh, which he did. We all really loved Steakhouse 71. I think it's a great addition to uh, the contemporary. I mean, I know the wave always got high reviews, mm -hmm. but I think Steak, Steakhouse 71 get, is more of a destination for a lot of people. Than I agree with you. The wave, I like the wave, but I, I like Steakhouse 71 a little bit better. It's it just, it feels yeah. like it belongs more in the contemporary. The wave was kind of like a, it was nice, but it didn't fit as much. Steakhouse 71 almost feels like it was a part of the contemporary since it was you know, yeah. built to me. It's a great restaurant. It is. So you guys, here's crazy, but to me though, you guys arrived during enchantment over, you know, this was before happily ever after returned over, um, uh, to the magic kingdom, but it looks like you got quite a bit done. I mean, you guys got there late, but you got busy. So tell us about that. Yeah. So we got there during enchantment and enchantment, 
like when they start it, they open up like a back way kind of well, during the normal day, it's a backstage area, but during enchantment, it's a kind of a bypass through uh, Main Street USA. So we did that. We took that route and went back to Tomorrowland. Uh, me, my mom, and my sister all rode Space Mountain. And then when we got out, it was pouring, uh. like insane pouring. But uh, it only lasted five minutes. It's Florida. It, it goes quick. We waited that out and then... My mom and my sister really enjoy Under the Sea, so we went over there, we did that. Um, and this was an, another evening where we did the deluxe evening hours. So me and my sister went off and did Splash Mountain for the last time yep. uh, before it closed down and was going to become Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And then me and my parents went over to do uh, Pirates. And that, yeah, and then you got to do some extra stuff during the Deluxe Magic Hours, like Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion yep. would be good during the Deluxe Magic Hours, even if the park felt dead. Because, I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, only only my mom and me stayed for the Deluxe Evening okay. Hours. We went back and did Haunted Mansion because we didn't do it before. Uh, yeah, it was... Again, again the uh, Deluxe Evening Hours kind of felt a little wonky because there's nobody there. A lot of the dining opportunities are closed, but... Uh, yeah, we did Haunted Mansion and we scrolled down Main Street USA. I like how you guys hop because we I do that every time with my family. I just need a change of scenery from day from morning to evening. I, I yeah. do this. We I, like to take that nice mid afternoon break same. and decompress and then yep. hit the ground running again. Yep. This is exactly us, my family, since the time we've been going. Okay, so the next day was Thursday. You guys had Genie Plus. Kicked it, you head to Epcot, but before Epcot, you go over to Trattoria Al Forno on the board while you guys are over the villas. So, right there in your uh, resort area, I love Trattoria Al Forno. One of my places, breakfast or dinner, doesn't matter. Was it good for you guys? Yeah, it was great. Um, the last, the three days prior to this were kind of like waking up early, getting the parks for that as close to early park entry as we could. So, we tried to create these last two days is kind of like more of a vacation than mm -hmm. a theme park. So we went to Trotteria Alforna for breakfast, uh, had a really calm, relaxing breakfast there. We were all really enjoyed it. It was surprising to me how much I loved it. Yeah. It looks like you, you tried to get in the virtual queue for guardians. The timing didn't work out. So you just kind of looks like you did some, you know, solid future world, uh, classic stuff, uh, figment living with the land, soaring spaceship earth, just wandered around and called it a morning, which I mean, to me, that's, I mean, try to real forno and those kind of things. That's a perfect morning for me, especially as you're kind of just chilling out and having a good, you know, relaxing start to your day. I like that. Yeah. It's awesome. So then you took your break animal kingdom in the afternoon. So, and then you're actually going to come back to Epcot in the evening. So this midday over to Animal Kingdom, how was that? Because, again, we talked with somebody a couple weeks ago who I'd never thought about hopping to the Animal Kingdom later in the day. I always go there first and hop out. You guys hopped in in the afternoon. How did you feel about that? Yeah, so we went back to Animal Kingdom in the afternoon because the first day that we were there, we only really did like two things the, or so africa and asia sections um so we went over to pandora we did navi we did flight of acid and we were there to like as close to park closing as we could so we could see a little glimpse of pandora because that's something that's kind of hard to come by now since yeah, 
Animal Kingdom closes so early. Yeah, they're finally going to do, I think, one uh, evening uh, deluxe hour there. I saw here, I think in November soon, which is good because that park is gorgeous at night and they never keep it open at night. And that, so you guys did have San Angel in this night for dinner because you, you switched yeah, it up earlier? Um, I don't remember where we, I think our, our original reservation was at Animal Kingdom for Yak and Yeti, but we were kind of done with Animal Kingdom. We'd done what we wanted to see. And since we were over at Epcot, we were like, you know what, we'll just go to San Angel Inn. I wanted to eat there. Um, and I loved it. I thought the, I thought it was great. We got a table near the, uh, three caballeros boat ride went right by us all the time. It was really cool to see. And yeah, it was really cool to see. Yeah. I love Be it. there. Yeah. Mexican food and, uh, just classic Epcot there at the volcano and the ride. It's almost like being in a blue bayou out of Disneyland. It's so cool. All right, so your last full day is Friday, January 13th. You guys get Genie Plus. You hit Hollywood Studios. It looks like luck was more on your side this morning than it was a couple days earlier. So tell us about this day. Yep. So uh, my mom and sister got to do Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. That was that was really important to them, so I'm glad we were able to do that. Uh, we all love Toy Story Mania so much, so we headed back to Toy Story Land to do that. And then... We kind of just meandered the park a little while, did some shopping, chilled out in Hollywood Studios and soaked it all in that morning. And you guys hopped over to Epcot again because you're right there at the boardwalk, and, you know, right between these two parks. Was this the first day of Festival of the Arts when it kicked off? Yeah. Because you said it, it was super it was busy. very so first day. It was incredibly busy. Uh, luckily, we were able to get in pretty much as soon as the festival booths were opening up. So we were going kind to of go down and see some of the stuff they had there before all the crowds rolled in. But yeah, it got it got super busy in the afternoon. Yeah, those first days, like all the people, you know, the social media people are there getting content. And then you got, you know, the locals that are excited to get to see a new festival. I mean, I'd be excited, too, if I was a local, you know, get over there. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. But I love that festival. It's so fun. Ah, that's a good one. Um and then it looks like you guys, so here's something I'll throw out there real quick. D Disney Visa has that meet and greet, which I think a lot of, I mean, I know a lot of our listeners have Disney Visas, you know, take advantage of this. I, I'm telling myself oh, yeah. I never do, but so where was this and how did it work out for you? So, like I said before, my sister was really into the uh, character meet and greets. Um, the Visa card holder meet and greet is over in the Imagination Pavilion. So it's not like in the area where figment and all the like image work stuff is it's off to the left past um the pixar short film festival so you go in there and you just uh prove that you have your disney visa and the characters aren't known they're not known to you before you get in there and you see the characters so that's pretty cool um we were it was goofy mickey and minnie i believe so it was pretty prime meet and greet that we were able to do with like a five ten minute wait yeah it is that i i remember i was doing these so long ago that they were in interventions over yep. next to where's the fire i think <laughs> here's blast from the past and uh i think it was usually uh goofy was in there most of the time or goofy or pluto and you would actually get a you would get a printout of your picture this was actually before digital pictures so i mean digital pictures were around but you got like an eight by ten or five by seven i think it was an eight by ten though like digital picture at the camera center. <laughs> okay, how many things did I just say that are so old right there in that sentence? 
But yeah, you got that, you know, to the left there as you're walking out of out of the park, you know, under Spaceship Earth there. Yeah, it was, right. I mean, that was a value because they had to print those things. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to have to take advantage of it. So also you guys went to Garden Grill um, and you said, yeah. Patrick, best waiter ever. So what happened here? Yeah, so originally we were going to go to Flying Fish on the boardwalk, but we were like, we're already in Epcot. We don't want to go back to the resort, get all dressed up or put ourselves together and stuff like that. So we took advantage of that two hour cancellation for Garden Grill. Uh, we got like a like a super great reservation. It was like six or six thirty or something like that. Garden Grill was fantastic. We loved it so much, but I don't know if our experience would have been as good if we didn't have our waiter, Patrick. He was just super, super like attentive. Uh, it was funny. Uh, we were there for a little while. So like the characters would come around, like we, we stay there for like at least two revolutions of the characters. So like when he saw a character come over to us, he's like, ah, he, they've been here for too long. You can go to the next party. Uh, and then like for the people who've gone to garden grill, you know, you go around and you see living with the land mm -hmm. and then there's that house yep. you see right at the end. And me and my sister were like peering in and like, it, it's like fully furnished in there. It's like, it looks like somebody could live in there. So no we asked him like about the house and stuff like that. And he gave us some story. It was super cool. That is super cool. I love when cast members give you that, you know, cause like yeah. they can tell, you know, they've got somebody that's really into this, you know, like us, yeah. like I wouldn't know, like, cause I had no idea there was stuff in that house. Like I'm, that's why I like yeah. it. I love these Monday shows. I had no idea, but I always, I'm always curious about that house because there's rumors like, is that the front of the house from the Carousel of Progress? Or is that, you know, is that the dog from Carousel? There's all, you know, people say, you know, Horizons was Carousel of Progress Part 2. I've read all those theories, and who knows? Yeah, it's it's like a 5 8 size house, but, like, when you really look at it, it's like, it's got chairs in the upstairs room. Really? Like, they didn't need to do that, but <laughs> no they kidding. did it. So it's super cool to be able to have that unique perspective of it. And then I see something here that would make Scotty G so happy, and me too. You guys watched Impressions of France before you left? Yep. Me and my, mo uh, my mom kind of puts up with it for me, but I really love the Circle Vision films. Um, uh, Impressions of France is my favorite film of those. And yes. like I even watch it on like YouTube at home. I love it that much. Um, so that was a great way to round out our trip. And that was like, the perfect way to end our last night in the parks. Yeah, that is a good way to end it. Then you get the next day, you gotta gotta get out of town, so you're heading out. Primo Piatto though for breakfast over at the Riv. I mean, that's a good way to kind of hit the road. That's not bad. And the spring, yep. and you went to the springs too. Yep. Did you guys? Yeah, do, we, we were at shopping? the springs our first day too. So we were kind of. I was personally a little bit like springs out, but my sister wanted to go look at all the shops and stuff like that again. So. It did that. It was cold that day too. So if you're going down in January, remember it, it can be a little chilly. Yeah, I can't. Hard to believe right now though, because it's hot where you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniel. What a great trip report because we've learned a lot. I mean, it was fun just to kind of have a virtual trip here for 45 minutes down to Walt Disney World and think about all the great restaurants, the attractions, the fun. But you gave so many good tips that are going to be practical to help folks that are planning on heading down to Walt Disney World here in the next month, the next year. It's, it's good stuff. So, Daniel, thanks for taking the time and uh, hope to do this again sometime. So thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you for having me. All right. Don't forget today's podcast always brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. The agents are standing by right now. 
and it costs you nothing extra to book with The Magic for Less. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That one extra click supports us throughout the year. Again, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. We put out as many shows as we can, and it keeps the archives up, which over 2,400 shows, that's a big archive. So you can support us starting at just $5 a month, and you'll get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. So if you'd like to support us, come on over. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Give me a follow on social media at Be Our Guest Mike, Instagram and Twitter. Also on Threads. And we'll have a live show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Give us a call. We'll talk Disney with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Recapping all the fun from this past weekend on a Give Kids the World. All right, we're going to jump out of here. So thank you to Daniel. And we are going to have fun shows for you this week. Wednesday, listener questions. Friday, a topical show. I think we're going to talk with Pam about her adventures by Disney out to Southern California with that access to Muppets and the archives and Disneyland and all that good stuff. Who knows? We'll just stay tuned. We'll tell you about Friday on Wednesday. So until then, you guys have an awesome week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.